Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For another episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, I am Miranda and I'm excited to be here. Who else is at the table? Are you excited? I'm excited and I'm Zancy Webber. I'm also a little sick, so excuse me while I cough. Oh no! Oh no! <coughs> I'm I'm titillated. <laughs> the I'm titillated Julia Eisenhagen. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all we have at the table today. Uh, 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 excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Zane's also. cat Phoenix is also here. Fifi, the podcast cat. Say hello, Fifi. Oh, that that was well timed. Okay, she doesn't sound happy. I think we should leave. Okay, we're not going to talk about cats. It's all right. It's fine. We're going to be fine. Uh, we um, do have a musical to share with you today, uh, but. We, we need an opening segment, Oh, guys, guys we did not discuss Because we have no guests. No, what we do is we cast each other in we this musical. We cast each other in this oh. speci- specific... I almost said Pacific. Yeah, you did. Oh, we almost had to stop recording <laughs> and start again. <laughs> now, right. this is really interesting because oh. both of you have been in this musical together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What role did you play, Julie? Hope Harcourt. The lovely, sweet young thing. Hope Harcourt. I mean, I was a lot younger when I did it. <laughs> um, I played r- the lovely, sweet young thing, Reno Sweeney. <laughs> Not as sweet nor young, but definitely a thing. And I watched. Did you? Yeah, I came song. Was it good? Yeah, I really liked it. It was the, the day Wait where you up. lost your pants and I don't remember you losing your pants. <laughs> That's right. The yes. day, oh. I'm, I'm sure now, of course, we're, we're talking about Anything Goes for those of you who didn't pick up the character names. <laughs> yes, we are talking about Anything Goes. Um, and I'm sure I've, so, I've told that story about my pants on a previous episode. Um, yeah, costume malfunction. Man, that was funny. Ooh, yeah. For me, who didn't lose my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't lose them. Okay, I knew exactly where they were. <laughs> And what they were not doing. Half not on your body. <laughs> That's what anyway, they were. So Cole Porter's Anything Goes. Um, there's been a lot of versions of this show, but I guess uh, the most well-known is the most recent one. So yes. let's cast that one because the characters are different. Are they? In, yeah, in different versions. Then I might have to Google. <laughs> well, the main ones stay the same. So okay, we're talking great. Uh, Reno, Hope, Billy, Moonface Martin, uh, uh, Lord Evelyn Eucle. And that other chick. And that other chick. Who is that? Well, see, the other chick wasn't in all the versions the in that same way. Ooh. Irma. Irma. Bonnie slash Irma. Yes. She must be called Bonnie in the new one. Character changed. Mm. Changed the name. It did. So, 
Oh, oh no. I think that's an easy cast for Zane. Lord Evelyn Oakley. Yeah. Really? Yes. You don't, you okay. Billy, because he's trash. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not young enough for Billy, but maybe Moonface. But oh, I, yeah. yeah. I see. Yep, yep. You could sing a nice bluebird tune. Because Moonface is also a little bit funny, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. kind of yeah. a comedic yeah. character. Yeah, he pl- he's um, spends a lot of the show in various disguises. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not particularly attached to to any of these characters. I'm not particularly typecast as any of them. So, well, I'm I'm just happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> I think potentially Miranda and I are very obvious cast in this one as well. Um, obviously, being Luke and John, <laughs> <laughs> or. Uh, the Ooh, very Luke and John for the listeners at home. <laughs> Luke and John are the uh, two Asian gambling addicts. addicts. <laughs> yeah, called Ching and Ling. In their original, yes, they yeah. are. Yes. But they're called Luke and John. <laughs> they were renamed Luke and John because um, that was the names. They one were of them given was by very the missionaries. Yeah, one of them was very religious, I think. Mm. And the other one was a gambling addict. They were. We're both, getting both way ahead anyway, of ourselves. We yeah, need, we so we, we, we've cast you as Luke and John <laughs> and I'm Lord, Lord Evelyn Oakley. Oakley. Okay. I, it, look. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're done, uh, I guess we move on. Um, for the record, who would we cast KB as? Oh. KB would have to be Hope, right? I think she'd make a darling yeah. little Hope. Yeah. 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 She'd make a good Irma too. She would. She'd be a cute Irma. I would like her to I would like her to read Hope's lines for me. Just to see if there's any other possible way you can say, Oh Billy, oh Billy in the one sentence. Three times. One sentence. Three times. One <laughs> yeah, sentence. No, I'm I'm pretty sure that her training would have covered that. How to say one man's name repeatedly. In different oh, Billy. ways. Oh Billy. Billy? (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on, shall we? Okay. So, Let's Talk Anything Goes, originally written in 1934 with music and lyrics by Cole Porter. Uh, The book writing is a little bit of an interesting tale on this show um, because it was originally written by two writers that you've probably never heard of, Bolton and Wodehouse, but then got completely rewritten due to some rather odd circumstances by the show's director and a random person <laughs> so that got called Lindsay. in. That's a very and, scary... You know, yeah, Australia's very own Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Krauss. Mm, and, of course, Lindsay and Krauss went on to write... <laughs> the Sound nothing. of Music, correct. <coughs> what? That's the couple Are you for real? Yes. I am, for reals. So this was the first show that they collaborated in, on writing and it came about entirely by accident. Hmm. And then they went on to write a bunch of other things together, including The oh, Sound of Music. You are not wrong. Of course I'm not wrong well, on this Randall's one thing. I've been wrong on many things. but <laughs> wow. This one time I did my homework. That's correct. Anyway. Wow. Cool. So, yeah. Miranda, yes. are you going to give us the two-minute two rundown of the plot? <gasps> Uh, Julie? <laughs> I don't remember it. I'm trying to think whether what if I could we both do it off try the top of my it. head. Okay. You start with your stuff, I'll jump in with I'm mine. I'm going to time you. Two minutes. Oh, no. Wait, why are you pressing that button? I'm so scared. Because it's a two-minute timer. Uh, um, okay. okay. And go. 
help me with character names. Okay. Okay. Um, Hope and Billy, previous to the musical starting, yep. have met and Apparently had a little bit of a, a flirtation yep. um, and then gone off because Hope is going to – Hope is engaged to Lord Evelyn Oakley. Best guy ever. And the two of them are going to get on a boat with um, – Her mother. Her mother and his mother. Yes. His mother? No, it? no, no. Her mother. Oh, oh, just her mother. Um, and and uh, um, go to – God, London. I assume New York so. to London? I assume so. Uh, they're going to be on the boat going to New York to London and then they're going to get married. That's the plan. Um <laughs> But uh, um, Billy and oh, this is so Billy stressful. and Hope happen to see each other on the boat, and Billy's like, "Oh, I really like you," and Hope's like, eh. no, no, no. "Billy cons his way onto the boat." Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. To, oh, okay. Yes. To, Previous, uh, on the show, he cons his way in, and he's a stowaway. Yeah. So he stows away on the boat. Um, he uh, is the ex um, vaudeville partner of. Reno, Reno Sweeney. Sweeney. That's your own character. That's you one minute. That one. Reno Sweeney is an evangelistic uh, performer and she runs around with some angels. Yeah. Uh, it's a star vehicle in the show which doesn't actually have a lot of plot driver except that she happens to be there and does some great song and dance. It happens to be the star of the show. It happens to be the star of the show, but not really about her. Anyway. Anyway. Um, there's also uh, a, a reverend who comes on and he brings on Luke, Luke and, John, and John and then they cause a little bit of havoc later. But um, initially the reverend doesn't actually get on the boat because Moonface, Moonface Martin has disguised himself as the reverend and snuck on. So with there's stowaways everywhere. <gasps> Don't know why he's with them, but he's with them. And, it's and fine. then, and then Billy, um, Hope and Billy fall in love and fall out of love and fall in love and fall out of love and fall in love. It's gross. 15 um, seconds. Uh, um, Lord Evelyn Oakley and, and Rena Sweeney fall in love and they all get married in the end. Yes. Hooray, with <clears> five <throat> seconds to go. Well done. And a lot of plot missing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it's the just, just, It's just the quick strokes. You know, it's if you want gist. to learn more about it, you can watch the show. There's, there's a lot of mistaken identity business and uh, a little bit where they get thrown in jail. and, and People stuff. pretending to be other people and yeah. then, you know. Oh, pre- wow. You were close. I'm, I'm reading the stage agent, very tiny, which would be an elevator pitch synopsis, and it's not far off exactly what you said. Does it actually say in there, Reno Sweeney, star of the show, but not really important to the plot? <laughs> well, Reno Sweeney, a popular nightclub singer and former evangelist. <sighs> That's about it, though. That's about it, though. Yeah. You did skip over the quartet of lovelorn sailors that comfort themselves with the thought of romance when they reach shore. <laughs> You're right, I did. Oh, mm. <laughs> um, they don't actually need to wait until they reach shore because in the latest versions, Irma gets a song where she gets to flirt and play around with them. Mm. Um, but mm-hmm. that, oh that is a Lewis later the edition. sailors to her with the song, Where Are the Men? Guess, guess what metaphor <laughs> went over Julie's Then steals the clothes head. of one. Yes, actually, that was in yes. her version. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she does. She yeah. does, yes. Um, steals the clothes for um, Moonface. to yeah. Moonface yeah. and Billy. Yeah, and Billy. Correct. Um, so Billy spends a lot of the show like pretending to be other people, um, as does Moonface. So that's a part of that whole convoluted mistaken identity plot thing. Um, but that's where a lot of the humour in the show comes from. Um, a lot of the the uh, big dance numbers are really just like, and here's Rena Sweeney with a dance number. <laughs> um, so the the uh, it's kind of that 
30s golden age musical. Here's a whole bunch of songs Cole Porter wrote and we shoved them in a show. Yeah. Yeah, as was the style of the time. Like it wasn't super story heavy and song intrinsic to story. No. Love it though. All about it. Um, Which is a big part of the reason why every time the show gets revived, rewritten and restructured, songs come and go and they get given to new people and, and it doesn't, it doesn't really change the show that much. But, um, yeah, so that original storyline um, involved them getting on the boat. The, it's the, actually the producer came up with, oh, this whole boat thing is is kind of interesting while he was sitting on a boat and came <laughs> up with the ocean liner setting and said, oh, here, I'll just grab these writers and says to them, write a musical set on a boat for Ethel Merman to star in and that's where anything goes came from. I really want to be that person one day. It's like, okay, I've got a volcano and I've got Julie Eisentrager. Put them together in a musical, go. <laughs> Eruptions, the musical. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm in love with this show already. Um, maybe we could we could like have a competition or something where we, we do that. We pull random okay. words out of a hat. And we just write a musical. <laughs> just write a musical. Best one wins. Gets a sticker. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely no rights. And we will be taking submissions for the new musical Eruptions style. Please, if, <laughs> you, if you, even if it's just brief plot points, <laughs> just send it through to fa- us on Facebook or Twitter and yeah, we'll, we'll, what we'll get it What is Eruptions the musical starring Julie Eisentrager are all about? Yeah, no, it's got to be, it's got to be belty but with some legit high bits in there. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. That's an interesting that's... combination. Yes, it's, yeah. it's going to be an interesting night. <laughs> Opening night of eruptions. Is it going to be explosive? You Real lava. say that. Yep. But the lava is a metaphor. But Julie doesn't understand Julie doesn't metaphor. understand <laughs> metaphors. <laughs> anyway, um, so the... Um, the original storyline involved um, a bomb threat on the ship, which apparently goes off, and there's a shipwreck, and and this whole thing also about Gilligan's Island. Yeah, musical. it was this whole thing. Um, but a week before the show was due to open, there was a huge fire on board a passenger <gasps> ship that killed 140 people. That'll do it. So um, the pull producers it, thought, pull it. <laughs> "Hey, um, great show, guys, but um, we hmm. foresee an issue." Maybe we'll just rewrite the entire script. Cut Can the shipwreck. <laughs> Cut the boat. No bomb, no fire, no shipwreck. Um, so no that's pirates. why that's why the director ended up rewriting the show with a random talent agent, Russell Krause. So there you go. And that wow, they just rewrote the whole script, and not just like a word here or there. They completely revised the story. Maybe, maybe that's why Hope says Billy so much. Just every reference <laughs> just to like, the previous. Maybe, yeah, script. maybe she had like a whole bunch of exposition there yes. that they just had to remove. <laughs> cut it out. Just cut, was like, cut, cut. Uh, Billy, 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 Billy. Done. You can keep that. That's good. <laughs> now this has some great songs in it, like oh, Cole Porter classics. Well, this is I haven't I have a question. Are they Cole Porter classics because Anything Goes did so well for them? That's the only reason I know them. Or apart from De Lovely, would they be? Well, De Lovely is a later edition, yeah. so it was actually a famous Porter song uh-huh. that got added into a revision of the show. Uh-huh. I don't know because I knew all of these songs before I got into musicals. So, of course, when I listened to Anything Goes, I was like, oh, wait, it's all these songs that I know. I knew Anything Goes as a child. Um, uh, I knew it from I knew it from the favourites ad, but I knew those weren't the lyrics. 
Wait. So I so had to have known the anything. Song anything goes. I knew the, the show. No, I knew the song anything goes from the favorites ad. Okay. But well, when it was being played, I knew those weren't the lyrics, and I could sing the original lyrics. So I must have heard. Fun it. quiz. Uh oh. <laughs> when you think of the song, I get a kick out of you. Do you think of anything other than anything goes or anything goes? No. I I actually don't. I think of it as a. a Jazz standards. That's that's what I'm saying, and the, ah, then because that can be Sinatra like you'd be so easy to we're love. We're on halvesies now. Yeah, uh, you're the top. You'd be so easy to love is another one. It got added in later. Oh, okay. I have a sneaky suspicion it I might have seen you're the top in Sesame Street. It no, because okay, so it says you'd here you'd be easy to love was written for the show originally, but but, but cut right. during previews. So then it was used in other Porter stuff. Later right, and yeah. then added back into the show. The lovely, anything goes. Let's misbehave. Blow Gabriel. Blow. Let's misbehave. Not in our version. No, no. Blow Gabriel. Man, that's a good banger. Yeah. Blow Gabriel. Blow. I played it the other day because I was just having a mood, and I <laughs> played the whole Anything Goes soundtrack. But once it got to Blow Gabriel, Blow, my my my, did my car stereo get a workout? <laughs> so. Favorite song? My favorite. My favorite question. What's your favorite song on the show? Oh. A blow, Gabriel, blow. Yeah, yeah. As as a performer, that's a really fun one to get into. Is it has so much um, uh, like power and brassiness in that gospel sound, but mm. it still has that Broadway belt yes. kind of flavor. Yeah, and a great dance break. Great dance break, yes, yes. Um, for me, it's more, I guess, more personal reasons why. Well, everyone has personal reasons why they like something. But, <clears throat> sorry, that's gross. Goodbye, Little Dream Goodbye Aww. is my favourite because it was the first. And I was 20, maybe, 20 one, maybe. 21, 20, 22 20 when I did this. And it was the first time when I like really felt some feels on stage. Aww. Like everyone cleared out and I was just there by myself. I was like, oh, I am feeling this. You were very biased. And what, didn't you have some demon dancers? Nope. No demon dancers. They came in later for a different one, I believe. I it believe was some when song where you were singing plaintively up there. That the, was all through the night. Yeah. Oh, there yeah, was yeah. demon dancers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I just had all the fears and it is. Uh, I use it as an audition song a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> That'll do it. Um, There's some cute ones in there. The Gypsy and Me oh, yes. was a lot of fun. Super cute. Um, I can't imagine it. It was originally given to somebody else for some other reason. Fun fact while well, you find that fun fact. <laughs> I originally learnt the choreo in place of Miranda for that song. And boy, oh boy, was that some fun choreo. It was fun. <laughs> so that Gypsy and Me was originally sung by Hope Harcourt. Oh, it was cut in the 1962 oh, yes. revival, and then um, given to Evelyn Oakley in the 87 revival, Ooh. which cannot, made it funnier. Which it, and it's it's a very funny number. I can't imagine Hope Harcourt singing it. Yeah, that's weird. It would have been such a bland what, song. With I don't. Hope. Well, I don't know if it's meant to be a bland song or if it's like. Covering kids, be, if it's well, like it's a, meant to be like her, like getting wild. I was gonna say if it's like yeah. her horny tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's kind of weird. I don't like that. It is weird. It's it is better weird. just just leave it vanilla, guys. So instead, Boring they vanilla. they created this odd little backstory for um, Evelyn's Which is parentage, great. and um, yeah, and gave it to Evelyn and um, 
and Reno to have a little dance and fall in love in the middle of. So You know what another one that really gets stuck in my head? Bluebird. Or not Bluebird. Um, friendship. <laughs> another one that got added in later. So yeah. that's a show, that is from something 62 else. 62 Revival. It's from, it's from Dewberry Was a Lady. Oh. And it first appeared in the 62 revival. So there were a lot of changes between the original and the 62 and then a whole lot more changes before the the next Broadway revival. The 87 and 2011. Yeah. Yes. It's my favourite <clears throat> and it always has to be because it's one of my just like I'm bored and a song is in my head. It's Anything Ooh. Goes. It's ah, t- the titular yes. song. Yeah. And you just you want to just say, say titular. titular. <laughs> You know, I haven't said titular for so long. I it's, know, we've missed it. It's usually Julie who says titular. Ah, uh, excuse me. <laughs> it's me making fun of you saying titular. Mm, and I say argue about the word titular and just say it over and over again. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know until I actually looked into it today and never really thought about it. But that song is mainly about the the circumstances in the 30s after the Great Depression of the 20s. Yes, And I've yeah, never really... Oh, it always just seemed like a, I know. It's such a, like, upbeat, happy song. Yep. And I always just thought it was about, about having a good time or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> then you actually... Like, I've sung it and not really paid attention to those lyrics. The very opening lyrics in olden days... <laughs> glimpse of stalking like yeah it just yep continues on explaining yeah i know but i didn't anyway hmm. it's not even a metaphor miranda <laughs> that's why julie got it yeah because yeah, it wasn't a metaphor <laughs> um so there are four published versions of the libretto the original in 34 Ooh. The 62 revival was actually an off-Broadway that never made it, never transferred to Broadway. Um, There was a West End production and then a 1987 revival is the next published version and then that one also transferred to West End. And then the most recent 2011 revival is mainly the 87 one, Mm. slightly revised. Um, But it was in... 87 that they didn't just change the book and the song list and revised characters etc but they actually rescored the whole score down to from a like stage orchestra which was the way things were done in the 30s yeah, yeah. to a 16 piece swing band and that's Ooh. really the sound of the show that I think yeah. of that I can't imagine it being like you know 100 strings and I can usual, for like a Rodgers and Hammerstein a couple? score. I guess I can for a couple of songs, but the ones you re- that really stick with you, no, they're a much yeah. sixteen piece band. So it's a it's that swing band element that that yeah. really gives it that that sound. And I think when they did the twenty eleven revival, they really just amped that yeah. feeling up yeah. Yeah, to yeah. the next level. And it's it when you pop so Sutton Foster in. Sutton Foster singing Blow Gabriel Blow with that orchestration makes my heart sing. Oh, listen to it. You can hear it. <laughs> it's got a lot of vibrato. Um, can we talk Tonys before you Please. before Tony, you wind Tony, me Tony. up? Um, so the... Wow. Uh, did, did we even have Tonys in 1934? No, we didn't. So it didn't win any? No, it did not. <laughs> but so the, the first Tonys it was nominated for were the 87 ones. 87. Nominated for 10 Tonys. This is for production starring Patti Lapone. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, she did not win the Tony. No. She did win the Drama Desk, but not the Tony. Fair. Okay. Um, and it did win did. Uh, Best Revival. 
as did the next one. Um, 2011 also won for Best Revival. Mm. Sutton Foster, Joel Grey and Laura oh. Osnes. Joel oh. Grey. That, like, that, that is as close to a Dreamcast as you can get, that, I think. Joel Grey th- playing Moonface Martin. Yeah. Don't, that is my Dreamcast. With even Sutton? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She is fantastic. So this yeah. is the only, probably the only role that Sutton Foster has played that I'm like, yeah, yes, correct. That makes sense. Please tap all day while belting. Yes, please. Tap <laughs> yeah. some more. And um, when people come up with excuses. And uh, Sutton, my friend and yours, Sutton, uh, did win the Tony and the Drama Desk for that performance. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well done. Well done. Um, the 89 West End production starring Elaine Page um, <laughs> was the one that transferred to Australia. So that's, that's the one that we saw in 89. And who um, got his start in that? And... <laughs> Friend of the show, John Barryman, was the first replacement for Billy Crocker in that. Uh, but then he did come back when the, re- the West End revival in 2003 to play Billy again. He can play Billy now. Don't even mind. He can play Billy all day, every day. Every day. Every day. Anyway. So there is just one more so award that I want to bring up, and it does involve uh, Sutton Foster. Mm. Now... I'm not sure if they still exist, but the Broadway.com Audience Awards. Yes. Mm. Um, So she won for Favourite Actress in a Musical, but she was nominated for the category Favourite Diva Performance, but she didn't win that one. But I just like the fact that that is a... uh, A category? A category. Because of the five... Five nominations. There was favorite actress, favorite diva performance, favorite onstage pair, which was nominated, um, favorite musical revival nominated, and favorite actor in a musical. So there's no other fun ones there, but you know, this is a great role to win diva on. Yes, oh, I'm surprised it didn't happen. I don't know that it's a particularly diva-ish role. I don't think she's a diva. You I, can I have your opinions. A, it's a big thing, but I don't think she's a diva. Um, I, I, I think. A diva in this context is literally what you were saying before. It is a character who gets to come on and have all these great numbers that doesn't really play much <laughs> into the story. No She's literally purpose. just a star there. Star vehicle. Um, star vehicle. So yeah. I've just looked up some of the categories. Best one, of course, is the diva performance. Some of the other fun ones were favourite funny performance, so just like if you've done something funny. In that year it went to John Larroquette for How to Succeed in Business. Great. Um, and then favourite breakthrough re- performance went to Nick Adams, Priscilla. And then favourite replacement. So that's fun. A favourite replacement. That is yeah, nice. That's a, that's that's a, a good award yeah. to... Yeah. Which went to Billy Joe Armstrong for American D- Idiot. Uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Mm. Um, incidentally, films. Yes. I didn't even know this had been put to film, but here it is, 1936. So when was, it was still I, fresh and new. Wasn't it originally? <laughs> Ethel Merman with Bing Crosby playing Billy. Oh, my God, yeah. I would pay so much money to see that. Bing Crosby? Really? Yes. Um, the 1956 film um, still had Bing Crosby in it. Uh, it <laughs> didn't mention who played Reno Sweeney, That's but it awkward. said with Donald O'Connor. So I'm hoping Donald oh. O'Connor didn't play uh, Reno. Donald Sweeney. O'Connor doesn't sound like a Reno. <laughs> I would. I assume he was a moon face. Still watch it. <clears throat> Just saying. If Donald O'Connor was playing Reno. Reno. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in 1954, a made-for-TV version starred in our 46-year-old Merman with Frank Sinatra. But by now, they had completely rewritten the story, named, renamed <laughs> almost all the characters. Like Reno. You're gonna have to because Reno Sweeney was the only thing. Reno's in her 40s now. <laughs> Anyway, 
There's no reason why Rena can't be in her 40s. No, I don't think there is. I'm out of notes. I have nothing more to say. Oh, wow. Does it? Does it, I mean it? It doesn't mention like childbearing or anything. There's no reason. I know it doesn't. Really I know be, it doesn't. Yeah. I just, uh, she's yeah, already had no, a life okay. as a I, I, yep. as a nightclub singer. White flag. White flag. Ah! All right. Well, let's let's move on, shall we? So it's time to talk lessons learned. What have we oh, learned wow. from anything goes? If Nightclub singing doesn't work out for you. You can always become an evangelist. And <laughs> if that doesn't work out for you, just marry a rich guy. Marry mm. a rich guy, guys. I think that's, that's really the, mm-hmm. the, the, the whole... That's Reno's track is like, mm, not feeling nightclub singing, I'm going to be an evangelist. Ugh, not feeling this anymore, maybe I'm going to get married. Hey, rich guy. Why can't you get married and be an evangelist, nightclub singer? I don't know. I don't know why. I'm going to blame... Society, good, good reasoning. Yep, sure. Yep, society yep. is the problem. So that's that's what I took away from anything goes. That society is the problem. <laughs> well, if you don't want to marry a rich guy to be happy, then society is the problem. Right. Um. I I think that that guy that came up with that idea and said, you know what, do a show on a boat. Brilliant. <laughs> Just brilliant. We're so impulse guy. lucky. That didn't happen again in the 80s and we end up with like a love boat version of it. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am surprised that there is not a love boat the musical. Guys, let's get on it. We'll write it now. No. no I don't no. think that needs to happen. I think it'd be pretty funny. Imagine the wigs alone. It's great, hey? <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm busy enjoying the uh, 1930s sailor suit. <laughs> Big finale number. Oh, actually, that was the thing too. The original didn't have um, that. It had a Act One finale. It didn't finish on Anything Goes, and I thought, okay. oh well, no, that's a bit rubbish. Let's just stop it at Anything Goes because that was good. <laughs> and Reno's really tired. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I learned what a public enemy was. Public enemy number one. Yeah. Number thirteen, 13 is yeah. Moonface. Yeah. Oh, what else did I learn? I learned. Well, this is really. Watching Sutton's performance in this is just like how crazy the role of Reno is written yes. to be sung and danced at the same time. Just insane. I couldn't imagine it. Like it. Well, if Ethel can do it, we're going to write it like that. <laughs> I don't All think Ethel right. did it like that, to be perfectly honest with you. Reno probably taps more. Yeah. Now, yes. Mm, I yeah. don't think she would have. She really probably would have tapped and then. S- Stood and sang while everyone else tapped. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and she would have done it without the microphones too. True. Yeah. Have a yeah, whole yeah. ensemble tapping behind you while you belt. You your don't face need off. amplifying. <laughs> um, I learnt from doing the show that the role of Hope's mother can be covered in less than twelve hours if needed. <laughs> That was pretty As impressive was. to watch. It was very, very impressive. Shout Are we out shouting to out someone? Yes. Shout Cheryl out to Lee Sikham. Yeah. Yes. Oh, friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend so of the show. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, this show really is the one that I latched onto Cole Porter for. I think this yes. one has the majority of the songs that I'm just like, yes, every single one of these songs I love and adore. Thank you very much, Mr. Porter. It, if you put this side by side with De Lovely, De Lovely Trash. 
Like it's just oh. not in, it's not as interesting. I mean, I, I also love like High Society. His High Society is quite good. Yes. Um, again, like I think there's a little bit of back and forth between the songs in Anything Goes and High Society. I know that uh, in Anything Goes there used to be Let's Misbehave, but then in it's in High Society. It out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just take it out of this, shove it in that. Yep. Well, as so Cole would like to, yeah. The Gershwin shows are the same. Yeah. Just like, kind of great, though. <laughs> Swap and change the songs wherever you like. No problem, <laughs> no problem. Um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting to look back over, over that history of how much the show has changed but kept the essence of what it is. Mm. And it, it's... It's a bit of an oddity in the in shows because of that whole thing of the the main character, the star vehicle, not actually being a plot driver really yeah, at yeah. all. It still has this really lovely romantic plot and a comic sideline plot, and she isn't directly involved in either of them. She's there and until the end, you know. Yeah, but kind it's, of like it just, feels like such an kind of like just a Greek chorus that picks up the leftovers at the end. But that's yeah, but that's yeah. but that's what you remember as this, the identity of the show yeah, yeah. is Reno Sweeney. Yes, uh, but the storyline is not str- not strong at all. Really, any of those side storylines, if you had to watch an entire musical about that like storyline, you'd be bored as. Like, but you put it all together. You put it all together and it's fine. And it's, it's quite entertaining. Yeah. But like Hope and Billy's storyline is ugh. Oh, oh, Billy. And I think there is oh. something to be said for anything goes that embodies this idea of a musical on a boat and all the, and like these iconic songs can be chopped and changed while still like the overall picture stays the same. Yeah, as long but as you have anything goes and tap dancing in sailor suits. Yeah, and <laughs> that's pretty much all you really need. Yeah, as long as it's on a boat. Really yeah. fixes a lot of problems, doesn't it, tap dancing? <laughs> I think so. Me I too. like I I I think so. Do you think it has something to do with the fact that they're on a boat and so it's like literally a holiday away from the real world so it's encapsulated so that they're not they're not tempted to put in like a political figure or yes. something else that was happening at the time yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's literally like just it. on a boat and so these characters can be whatever they want but they're not going to they exist in, in their interact. own time and space yeah in their own little, a, yeah. Yeah, in little world yeah very cute so we could do that with a new show if in we eruptions? Know, so we see in eruptions we on can set island. it on an island yeah, yeah. guys Wait, can Tom Hanks be involved? Yes. Oh, I love oh I've already spoken to his people. <laughs> they said, we'll get back to you. Don't call us. Okay. <laughs> Sounds promising. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to eruptions. <laughs> any, any other lessons? Um, uh, look, longest tap break in the world and then having a belt out the last few lines after that. Is it is real. the longest lead tap break in the world? I don't know. Because it must be close. It's, it's pretty I can't big. imagine another show that isn't that that is has that in it. Well, 42nd Street does. Oh yeah. Um but it's not I quite as much sing of a belt. Again at the end. Yes. Yes. I don't know if she does. Piggy does. She yes. does. Okay. Um take your word for it. But it's a good like when someone Crazy for you might be uh, it's not that long. When people come up to you and they're like, oh, I can't sing and dance at the same time. Oh, it's impossible. And you're like, is Sutton it? does it. <laughs> is it though? Go tell that to Sutton Foster. Yeah. yeah. Go tell that and to Ethel Miranda Merman. Selwood. 
I don't know if I could do it like right now, like just get up and do it. It, it took a lot to get to that level of show yeah. fit to be able to do that. But it, it like it's you got there pretty quick. It is a skill that you have to work at. And I think that um, for me anyway, it it definitely comes down to like grounding your breath, right? And the thing is, this is the, the great juxtaposition that has caused drama and problems for every performer ever. Um, dancers breathe high in their chest. They take quick, short breaths in their chest. Singers breathe low in the, you know, fill down stomach and diaphragm. diaphragm. And so when you take a dancer and you ask them to sing... It's it's confusing. It's physically confusing. And when you take a singer and you ask them to dance, it's physically confusing. <laughs> so then when you try and do the two of them together... <laughs> it's physically confusing. It's physically confusing. Your body's trying to cope with two different things in two different ways. So you kind of got to train to do one or the other, be able to sing on hardly any air or... Um, you know, or keep your heart rate down while you're dancing or and keep breathing out. low. It's hard. Suck it up and do it. <laughs> well, that was my, yeah. Well, I mean, my that's main the thing. Thing. If you are being Reno Sweeney, like this is one of the roles, of course, you're going to yeah, suck work it up and do it. it. Yeah, you work for it. <laughs> it's hard to tap and breathe at the same time. Challenge Let alone accepted. sing. <laughs> yeah. But that the, the four counts before the singing comes in, that's a really, really important four counts <laughs> where you just stop. Hope. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> and whatever happens, happens. Anyway, is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's cast this baby. Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, uh, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Best. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Hi, I'm Morgan Phillips and I'm a human. And I'm Isabella Vallette and I'm also a human. But I was raised by fairies. And now I'm taking my human friend Morgan in to meet all of the mythological creatures that I know. Every Sunday we meet a new mythological creature and interview them about their life in a modern day context. Such as... The Night King from Game of Thrones. Funicula, the friendly vampire brother of Dracula. We've met the Loch Ness Monster. Santa. The Volpertinger. The Devil. And a mermaid. And many more. We release all our interviews as a podcast called Off of the Fairies, where we interview a new mythological creature every week living in a modern day world. Come join us. A That's Not Kind of Productions podcast. So many great roles. You know who would... Especially for comedians. Yeah. You know who would fill a, a pretty pretty big shoes in, in this? Zac Efron? As Billy. <laughs> I could take him as a Billy. Or even yeah. Zane's not opposed to I, this. When he fits a role, I'm not going to fight against it just because he is Zac Efron. Okay, well, hear me out. Zac hear Efron as Reno Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe not as Reno Sweeney, but uh, yeah, I think he'd make a, a I have very an interesting, charming Billy. an interesting moon face for you. Yes. yes. 
Christopher Walken. Okay, so the thing about Moonface I'm scared is he, now. he doesn't have to do a lot of singing, right? I know, but he only sings Bluebird. Bluebird, and it doesn't even oh, have to no. be. Oh, no, he sings Bluebird, he sings Friendship. Oh, he sings Friendship as well. So Friendship, you can get away with speak singing, and Bluebird doesn't have to sound good. Or be in the show. Or be in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Put it out there. It is in every version of the show. It's the one thing weird we really though, wanted to keep. Right? Um, anything goes in Bluebird. They're the most Ooh, important. So ones. weird. <laughs> so weird. Bluebird it's, is as Reno as they come. It, you don't need it. It doesn't. It comes out of nowhere. It's unnecessary. <laughs> is that how we're using the term Reno now? You don't need it. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. But it's important to keep it. But mm. apparently, yes, it yes. Is. Um, so yeah, wow. you could go. You could really make this a, te- a great cameo role for a comedian. Very scary. I love it. He doesn't very always scary. play scary. I know he doesn't. I've yeah. seen him in Hairspray, but very scary. The other one, of course, is Jeff Goldblum, but he, <laughs> he can sing even or less. Can he do an English accent? Because I would yeah, also like to see him as Lord Evelyn Oakley. That would oh, be fun wow. as well. Yeah, yes. he would be very fun as Lord Evelyn. Yes. What about if we? Uh, hear me out guys <laughs> what if we chuck Zach over as Lord Evelyn Oakley so it's very confusing in the fact that you kind of want to bang Lord Evelyn Oakley no. and then put in a really ugly Billy no um, no I can't be having with that sorry oh, well, just Marina to confuse no. the audience nope I've right, said no I've fine, vetoed it fine who would we cast as Reno then that's a hard <sighs> Sutton was very good I just don't think there's anyone who else who could do it better I just it's don't think there be. is. It's got to be. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> yes. Again. It doesn't matter that Reno's not a woman. That doesn't really play I'm into just anything. just think about that. Because you're the top can be sung by a man and a man. Friendship can be sung by a man and a man. Yeah, yeah actually. And then that gives a whole new swing to Lord Evelyn Oakley being like, oh, actually. I love <laughs> this version so much more than the real one. <laughs> the gypsy in me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> But do like this is you literally taking Reno Sweeney away from women. That's fine. Yeah, no. Well, that's awful. But, that's awful. <laughs> um, but fun. But it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's tap- be another female. Uh, I don't know. I know she can dance. I know she's an amazing dancer. Okay. I know she can sing. Okay. I don't know if she can do tap and okay. whatever. Zendaya. Oh, mm, mm, I mean, mm, I feel like yeah. anyone's when you compare it yeah, to Sutton, yes. it's going to be well, like. Well, that's the problem. Oh. I do think like I'm meh on that one. Who are some famous? She's dancers? good. She's very, very good. But I just don't think she's Catherine a Reno. Zeta. I'm. Oh, oh, maybe. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say. I'm just looking up tap dancers on the internet. Yeah, that's and they're a pretty all good one. Dead. I mean, well, that's the thing. Catherine Zeta is. If you're saying if you had problems with forty, Catherine Zeta is now in her fifties. That's fine. Go for it. She can do whatever she wants. She probably doesn't look fifty. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Um, is clogging the same as tap dancing? That's what's coming up now. Is clogging the same as tap dancing? No, no. <laughs> what is clogging? Have you never seen clogging? Uh, maybe. I'm going to open your world Cloggers up to a whole often new dance thing. in groups, usually in a line Miranda. formation. Stop now. Oh, sorry. Um, that, that's even like I guess hope is a much easier role to fill because you just find someone young and mm. lovely, delightful, and someone fill young it and in. I'm. I think hope work is a is a good role for a fairly unknown. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you need to put someone super well-known in as Hope because it's not the 
titular. This yeah, no titular, no titular role. role, but Reno the musical. It's not what the show's going to get advertised no. on, so no. give it to somebody who would just do it beautifully. Was Laura? Oh, I might be asking a question. No one will know the answer to. But was Laura Osnes like super fame before Anything Goes, or was Anything Goes a launching point for her? I honestly don't know. I'll have to googs. In twenty eleven, mm. she would have already been on the radar, so to speak. Laura, uh, who's the other Laura? Laura Bell Benetti. Ben- no, that's not <laughs> oh oh um. What about what about um, Patina Miller? She she basically reimagined the leading player in Pippin in the in the remake of Pippin. <gasps> yes. Because that's that's also a very dance sing heavy yeah uh, sing heavy role, and I think that would be fun. Yeah, oh, she has an amazing physicality. Yeah. Yes, that would be great. I'm all about that. Other than that, I don't have a lot of. Um, I think, like you said, you can just go kind of comedians. I need your help. Okay, okay. I need your help for a Reno, the uh, lady who plays uh, in Hades Town, who plays. Persephone, am I thinking of the right person? Um, are you thinking of Googling the actress with, with the green? Googling is happening. Ladies and Amber Gray? Yes. Google, Google, Google. Amber Gray is car- the current Persephone on I mean the Broadway. original Persephone. Oh, that, that, is, that is a okay. more interesting... Question. People will know the answer. We'll just assume our listeners are super savvy and they know the answer already, but her. What do we think of her for Reno Sweeney? I... Don't know much about her dance ability. Who cares? It's Dreamcast. She can tap now. Can Kristen <laughs> Chenoweth tap? Oh, I know she can dance. Let's just say yes. Yeah. Have a tiny, tiny, tiny riddle. Just sweetie. the tiniest, the Reno tiniest Reno Sweeney. If she would also be a fabulous Irma, as would um, <laughs> uh, Bette Midler. <laughs> no, but also yes. <laughs> but yeah, but no. Um, Bette Midler can play Hope's mum. Oh, and then I can play Hope again. And then I can meet Bette Midler. And Zac Efron. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Uh, I do think Amber Gray was in both. Okay, well then yes, that's who I mean. Cool. Well, any more? Any more? No. Moonface Martin? No. I mean, Moonface, I think. We went through this, Miranda. Either either Goblin or Christopher Walken. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Unless you've got something different you want to do. There must be more, like, comedian gangsters out there. I mean, comedian gangster is literally what Nathan Lane springs into my mind as, so... But I get in trouble for saying Nathan Lane in every show. <laughs> you don't get into trouble. You haven't said Nathan Lane in a while. It's true, because I switched over to Audra McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's true. Oh, so what's Audra playing? Probably Hope's, Hope's mum. Or Hope. I'll just... We'll age up everyone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, cruise lines these days. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about um, for Lord Evelyn Oakley? Another one. Oh, John Lithgow. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just had a thought. Um, oh, Hugh Laurie. <gasps> this That's Lord is Evelyn. So good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're done with that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Let's talk top fives, baby. Okay, I just want to remind everyone that you were both okay with Neil Patrick Harris as Reno Sweeney. As Reno yeah, Sweeney. I'm fine with that. That's what we need to end That's on. That's great. Top five show that we should gender swap specifically for Neil Patrick Harris <laughs> and no one else. Once he's done it, you can't touch it. Now can't that, it that sounds like a specific it's list, go back but to that, women. I feel like that list is long. That's a long list. <laughs> <laughs> but this is on the top five. <laughs> uh, top five tap shows. 
Oh, top five yeah. shows yes. set on a boat. Top, top five, five Cole Porter. Porter. Oh, yeah. uh, top five John Barrowman roles. Oh, my God. He would have been a beautiful Billy. Haven't seen it, haven't heard it, don't care. Just putting it out there. <laughs> it would have been amazing. I think the thing about it that would that makes it so perfect for him so is Billy, has, Billy sings these ballads, these love ballads that can sound really soppy and yes. gross. Yeah. Especially when you when you juxtapose against the rest of his character, which is this kind like, of trash, you know, sassy, double talking, disguise wearing piece of trash. So <laughs> I feel like he has a good blend to be able to play both he those does. sides really well. Oh, I love him so much. It hurts. Oh, anywho. <laughs> um, top five roles for Sutton Foster. Yeah. Oh goodness. Maybe the this, number one. I think this is an easy one. Like I like a lot of what she's done, but I think this maybe is Fiona one. a close second for me personally. Oh, I think Joe in Little Women was mm. oh. <laughs> very good for her. What do we think of like top five like stand the test of time? Like I can never see anything goes going out of date. If it hasn't now, yeah, I don't think it's going to. Unless it's, ships it's hit, don't exist anymore, like cutesy status. There's yeah. Yeah. nothing in it that is. Particularly, like you know, some musicals we're like, man, this is just so offensive towards women. Like it just puts <laughs> them in such a bad place. Hope has a bit of strength behind her, and but Reno I think is legitimately like, a, yes, one of the, one of the strongest yeah. female characters Amazing. in musical yeah. theater. Yeah, and I think I think that has come from the rewrites. Mm. Yes, I think the original 1930 <laughs> version dodge. would have been a bit like, <laughs> but um, that's that's what's helped it. Mm. Maybe the only Dang. questionable part could potentially be Luke and John sometimes. They get a bit iffy. Yeah. Maybe community theatre makes them iffy. Maybe. Maybe. But I think if you if you see the the funny in it, yeah. it's funny, mm. but it, it could be quite You offensive. have to overcome that initial <laughs> oh. sense of... Oh. Yeah. Mm. Is this okay? <laughs> it is? Okay, then I'll laugh. <laughs> Oh dear! Now it's probably going. It's probably I could see this working its way up onto the most revi- most um, mm-hmm. revived yeah. musicals. I think it'll have another already? one. It's not there already because you know we've still got Showboat and things that were kind of revived Ugh. and revived and revived. But I, I can definitely because it's already had four revivals. Um, oh no, three revivals, it's, one original staging. It's had more revivals than that, but that's the published versions of the show. It's had four. Right. So it's actually had more revivals. Yeah. Um, top five musical set on sea. I still really said a boat. Yes, but I are mean, some of your are boats you docked? South Pacific? Because <laughs> it's on an island. I mean, it's at sea, but it's surrounded by sea. I don't know. This is very nebulous. Well, so top is five Australia. Australia is surrounded by sea. So that okay. puts what in... <laughs> I guess the boy from Oz is... No, only tiny bit of it is in Australia. (laughs) Anyway, uh, oh, God, there must be so many more. Um, Well, I I think uh, Blow Gabriel Blow. (laughs) That is such a good rap song, Blow Gabriel Bro. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That has to appear on some lists because I'm I'm not sure what list it goes on, but, like, like show-stopping numbers. (gasps) It's an 11th... It's, it's not it's an 11th hour. It's, it's, uh, it's kind thanks of for ad- coming back from the interval. Yeah. Here's a little yeah. present for you. It's, it's one third of the way through the second act, so it's not kind of like you're introducing what? the show. Yeah. Yeah, about that. It opens the second act. There's a bit it's of public scene. enemy number one and then that. Yeah. It's, 
It opens the second act. There's a scene in there. Oh, yeah, but it's boring. No one's listening to it anyway. <laughs> Most people are just still finishing their drinks. And that foyer. could just be me sitting in the wings. Um, I would I would put <laughs> Anything Goes in top five titular songs. Yes. Yes. Um, it's, I think it's very recognisable. Oh, absolutely. Even people who have never seen this show have probably heard And it's that a great song. song in its own right. Yes. And... The other thing is they don't just recognise it as a song, they recognise it as that song with the tap break and sailor outfits. Like all, oh, the, all of that association comes with that song. Maybe. And Cole Porter. Mm. Mm. For musical theatre people, yes. For everyone else it might be the Cabra favourites ad. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I, I don't, don't remember associate that ad. it with that at all. What's favourite? Anyway. I'll play it for you later. Okay. I look forward to it. I think Maybe just number of Cole Porter classics. I think this one just numerically has the most. Yeah. Over her. Kiss Me Kate, High Society. Yes. The Lovely. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It is the bangers. A whole musical of Cole Porter bangers. The Porter bangers. <laughs> That's how we're going to advertise our next production. <laughs> if anything goes. Anything else? point where we would usually say hey guest what are you up to do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about so hey julie have anything you want to plug anything you want to talk about by the time this comes out (laughs) (laughs) same (laughs) well i'm on several other podcasts so you can just go to that's not and look at any of the podcasts listen to them find some that you like oh yeah yeah ditto what's the first one you're on Oh, good Tell God. us something about the newest one. That I'm on or that I'm producing. That you're on. on. Well, the new, I don't really have any new, new ones that I'm on. I'm producing a fair few new ones. He gets mentioned a lot on new ones. <laughs> producer Zane. Producer yes, Zane. Producer Zane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the newest one that I'm producing is Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. What's that about? Tell me about it. That is where the two hosts, one who is a comedian and one who is a relationship columnist, get guests in to tell stories of exes and what they learnt from them in... So it's like our show, but boyfriends instead of musicals. Yeah. And sometimes it gets a little bit more emotional. um, Than this show? I don't know. I feel like... We're pretty Emotions emotional. Emotions <laughs> run pretty high. Okay, yeah, so they run a lot from the hilarity to the uh, terrible sadness and not so much to the Ooh. anger over whether or not Zac Efron <laughs> should be shirtless in a scene. I mean, arguably yeah. one is definitely a lot more emotional. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, check that out, as Zane said, on that's not canon.com along with the multitude and ever-growing number of um, podcasts available in the That's Not Canon network. Also, um, thank you to everyone who came to our live show. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much. Um, it, was, it was really great to actually meet some people and interact with you while we were recording a show. I met my husband there. It's it really <laughs> special for us. Okay, well, if Julie's <laughs> going to call it out, we are recording this before <laughs> the uh, live show has happened, but I it will be happening in a few days. I did not call it out. Um, at Julie all. is just manifesting. I'm manifesting. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I'm manifesting my rich Well, I actually, that, I that was the day before show. I won the lottery. Oh, Congratulations, Zane. <laughs> it's really weird that you won the lottery on a Friday, but okay. Well, <laughs> I found out that Friday. I won the lottery. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. see the Thursday night. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought I was so. Powerball. 
<laughs> Shout out to our friends at Golden Casket. I don't know. I mean, if you want to sponsor us, like. <laughs> you can. More than welcome if to. If you want to sponsor us, friend of the arts, you can go to patreon.com where you can throw us a couple of bucks a month and we'll give you a bunch of extra content and you'll probably get like a special invitation to our next live show. Absolutely. Um, we'll put your name on it and everything. I'm making promises now. <laughs> I hope you're going to follow I'll do it. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, the usual places. Do we have an Instagram? We do have an Instagram. Oh, KB handles the Instagram. I handle the Twitter. Um, we kind of all pitch in for the Facebook, and KB answers emails. The email. Mm-hmm. Musicals taught me podcast at gmail.com. Send us your brief for Julie's Star Vehicle Musical called Eruptions, Eruptions set on an island and With possibly starring Tom Hanks as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Maybe just a cameo. Essentially all a, a metaphor. So let's find out what that metaphor is together. Okay. <laughs> I feel I know. know what that metaphor is. The volcano. <laughs> and if Tom Hanks isn't going to star in it, can we just have like a character that is played <gasps> by someone that is Tom Hanks? Maybe Tom like Hanks. Like Tom Hanks is, is a, a character. character. Maybe. Played by someone else. Maybe. Tom Hanks is the voice of the volcano. Okay. All right. Okay. That's Look, achievable. That volcano is going to sound like Woody. That's okay. <laughs> Woody the volcano. He'll also sound right. like Tom no, Hanks. No, no. You send us your ideas, audience, okay. yeah. because what Don't we're coming up us. with is not working. We're wrecking it. We're wrecking it. We're wrecking it. Uh, before we wreck anything else, we're going to say our goodbyes. I have been Miranda Selwood. Julie Eisentrager. And I've been Zane C. Weber. Bye. My name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes. We're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.